You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. Welcome everyone. This is episode number 20 and we have the amazing Michaela. Michaela is joining us all the way from Bali. (laughs) She's an inspiring young lady who loves inspiring young women. She's right into fitness, positivity, living a plant-based lifestyle, and she is also the creator of Empower Retreats. And you can find all those links to learn more about her in the show notes. But Mick, welcome to the Well Women podcast. Thank you so, so much. Um, Yeah, I'm here in Bali right now. So it's really cool to be able to speak to you all the way from here. I know. How amazing is technology? So as we get started, tell our listeners what day of your cycle are you on and how are you feeling? So um, I'm on, I've just finished um, my cycle, um, which is actually really, really short at the moment, only like two days um, because I've only just started to get um, my cycle back um, after about seven years. So um, yeah, so I'm just starting the journey back um, and I'm feeling good, doing great. Amazing. So you, when you say you've just finished your cycle, you mean you've just finished menstruating? Yes. Okay, awesome. So you've just finished your period time. Yep. And, for the, and for those ladies who are listening, your cycle is your entire month. So you're always in your cycle, which is amazing. So you've just demonstrating. Yep. So tell us like your journey. So you said that you haven't, you know, really had a period for seven years. Tell us yep. about your journey of becoming a woman. I know you're 25, you're very bubbly and vivacious um, and you're into your fitness. So what's happened where you haven't had your period for seven years? I haven't had it. Um, so I have had, I had the, um, implant in my arm, um, which if you guys um, are probably quite familiar with that, um, a lot of girls have, I mean, two sort of sides as to what happens with them. When I first had it in, um, I had it for a very long time, just as a very big fear of, um, like contraception stuff. Like I was always so worried and paranoid about that. Um, so, um, my ex and I were together for that whole seven years. Um, almost all of that seven years and I so I kept it in there as like a a barrier like a safety blanket Um, and so at the start when I first had it in um, I always was very light Um, I was about 15 16 when I got it in so very long time Um, and they were always really light and short anyway and then when I first got the rod in my arm um, I probably had spotting on and off for probably like three months and it was so frustrating and annoying Um, But then after that, it just went. Um, And I think that's quite normal for a lot of girls who get it in. Mm. Um, Although some people can go the other way. Um, It just obviously depends how your body reacts to it. Um, And then this year, um, earlier this year, I'm not with my ex anymore. Um, So I, like in January, I was single and I was like, okay, I just... I really want to give my body a break. I, I don't, I don't, haven't had that for so long. Um, I want my body to just do its own thing and get in its own sort of rhythm. Um, so I made the decision to take it out, um, and it's taken me all up till yeah. Like I said, this is my only my second um, time um, of having it back. Um, so two months now, and it's it took like six months to get it back. Um, and I was kind of worried my naturopath, I was seeing a naturopath after it and I got all my levels tested and blood tested and things to see what my hormones were doing. And 
The naturopath said it may take me even longer. She said I may actually not even get it back because I do exercise a lot um, and so my body is under a lot of stress. Stress. Um, anyway, so she said a lot of athletes and things don't actually get their period anymore. So she said there's a likelihood that you might not get it back. Um, but I did. And I actually had like, I texted my mom. I was like, mom, guess what? I'm a woman again. Um, and it was pretty exciting just to know that my body was like doing its thing again was pretty cool. I love that you text your mom and you're like, I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah. And she knew straight away. She's like, did you get your period back? I was like, yes. <laughs> it's, um, it's such a beautiful journey. I know when I came off the pill after 12 years, I lost my cycle for, for six months and I didn't get my period until like the seventh month and the eighth month. And for all the yeah. ladies who are listening is that every woman's body is so uniquely different and it's all about so repatterning and you yes. need to just support your body in doing that. So let's talk yeah. about you with your fitness. Cause I know that for those who follow you online, you're very much into your fitness. You're very inspiring with all of your fitness and your movement, the way you move your body. How has your new embracing of your menstrual cycle now that it's coming back with yep. your fitness, has it shifted? Has it changed? What does it look like? Yep. Um, so for me, it actually hasn't really, it hasn't really changed too much. Although I do know um, when I was um, uh, training like F45 sort of style, like high intensity sort of classes, um, I would always let a lot of the girls know at this time when I was telling them this, I wasn't having my own um, period. So I, it wasn't really affecting me, but I do know, um, when you are menstruating, um, it's actually a really important time to not lift heavy, um, weights just because your body is a lot softer and you're really prone to injury during this time, just because your body is working so hard to do all the other things that it needs to do. Um, and so your body's really soft. So if you go in and do like a really heavy weight session, um, you're not supported as much. Your body's not as strong. Um, because your body's like, I don't need to do this right now. So I think I, in the back of my head, I think of that. Um, but because I've only had, um, I only have like menstruated for two days. So I only bleed for two days. Um, really, really light as well. I guess my body's just getting back into it. So it hasn't really affected me too much, but that is in the back of my head. So I would definitely, um, yeah, that advice would be super helpful to you girls um, who are lifting weights or if they do go to the gym, just to be careful when they, um, yeah, are menstruating. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And that's interesting. As our body physically goes through the changes of hormones, um, when we are yeah. menstruating, I know being a yoga practitioner of just over seven years, that my yoga teachers are very much about do not put any tension in your abdominals, as in like, no abdominal work, whatever. And even if that means yeah. like a downward dog, what happens is you're actually inverting the blood flow. So instead of the blood flow flowing downwards, yeah, you're actually true. Flow. So if you're wanting to increase your blood flow or you feel like you for the listeners who might have like brown bleeding or spotting you want to really nurture the blood flow so you, you want to have it down the downward energy rather than like yeah. the outward energy and so uh for me nick i came from a background of doing like a lot of sport this was the hardest freaking thing of yeah. you know my menstrual cycle you mean i have to stop yeah, to not train yeah. um I know, which is crazy. So what are you most looking forward to now that you're getting your menstrual cycle back? What are you most looking forward to in this experience, in this journey that you're taking? I think it's um, a really cool celebration of being a woman. Like, I think that was for me. Like, I took it out because I just was like, you know, I don't want this external force in, like, anymore. Like, I want my body to be, um, and I think obviously because I live quite a, you know, I, I don't eat a lot of 
processed foods and like, you know, that whole plant-based diet thing, like it's very natural. And so it, I took it out because I didn't want the fear anymore. And like, that's the only reason I had it in the natural part. Like I didn't agree with that morally, but because the fear overrode that at the time. Um, so I'm just really excited to just allow my body to just do what it would normally do without any of that anymore. Um, and yeah, just to embrace the different sort of cycles and the emotion behind it and the feelings and, and all that. And just, yeah, feel really empowered in myself. Yay. <laughs> right, amazing. So let's dive into your journey with health. So yep. I know you've already mentioned a little bit about when you started menstruating. So you're 25, when you started menstruating, it was quite light for you back when you were yep. 15, 16. Yep. Being a woman, what has been your biggest journey in getting to know your body and your lessons from your body? Okay. Um, I would definitely say um, the self-love thing for me is huge. Um, coming from a dance background, um, so I was a dancer, um, which probably, I guess, maybe why my periods have been always so light because I've always been very active, even when I wasn't exercising and in like a gym environment, I was always like dancing or like active in some way. Um, and I think that's been my biggest journey for my body and getting to know my body is like, I've really made a big transition. Obviously, like I'm still learning. We all are learning um, about how to embrace who we are and all that thing. But learning that your body is capable of what it can do rather than how it looks, I think is a massive transition because all through dancing, it was just like, you don't get this part or you don't get this because of all appearance based. Yes, it was based on your talent, but so much more based on like who you are standing right here and you haven't even danced yet. So I think getting out of that sort of toxic sort of environment of like, that's what you are valued on is how you look and transitioning it to who you are as a person and what difference you can make to other people as well as how strong, healthy and stuff you are. It's so much more important. And that's yeah, the transition for me. Beautiful. It's interesting because <laughs> you mentioned about appearance-based things and let's yep. delve into like positivity as a woman and embracing your body as you naturally are. Cause I know that you're all about that. And we yeah. do live in this world today where it's so much about looking a certain way and trying to fit into a certain mold necessarily. 100%. What would you suggest to women who are on that journey being on Instagram or on social media platforms going, Oh my God, I love her body. I want a body like that. Or, you know, I want, like, I want to look like that. What would you suggest like to girls who will do like, what's your feed, like your advice to women who are looking at those kinds of things, thinking those things and having those thoughts about appearance based rather than like what we can actually do in the actual. Yeah. I think, um, the number one thing um, is it's never going to be perfect. So like I can say all of these things and I want everyone to re realize that some days you're going to wake up and you're like, yeah, I got this. And, and you feel really confident and you feel good and you can put these things I'm about to say into practice. And then there's going to be other days that no matter what you do, that you just don't feel good. Um, and self-love is not a perfect thing. Like you're not going to own it every day, um, but it's just about doing your best. But I think, I think it's just realizing that comparing yourself, um, you have no idea what people's backgrounds are, what people's genes are. Like I can look at a supermodel and I can be like, oh my God, her legs are amazing. And I really want to be like that. And I could starve myself all I like, but my body is never going to look like that because like 
if you put my skeleton next to her skeleton, they're just not the same. And like, we can't compare, like it can't compare a rabbit and a turtle. Like it just doesn't make sense. So we have these ideas in our head that we want to be like this, do that. And it's like, we just are not taking in the reality and considering that you just can't. And so I think it's about embracing like who you are as a person um, on the inside, like how, how much of a great friend you can be, um, what impacts are you having to the world? Like, what do you value? And are you living to those values as well? Um, and also just working on your strengths. Like you may um, admire somebody for their hair or something, but you're actually not realizing that someone else is admiring you for your beautiful smile. So we are actually like detaching from other people see us so differently. Um, so I think it's, yeah, stepping outside of our own little little bubble and also just perspective too. Like, does it really matter if we're not, you know, a size six or this tall? Like, does it really matter? Um, it just doesn't have any value to the bigger scheme. And I think that's yeah, really important. And I think as well, um, what you consume is really important because what you you can use social media in so many different ways. And if you are following things that um, make you feel good then you're going to open your phone. I mean, it's in reality, all of us wake up in the morning, we'll scroll Instagram, we'll go to bed, scroll Instagram. Like we're always using it. So I think it's about using it in a positive way um, and not following accounts or girls or brands, whatever it is, um, that just don't make you feel good because that's just not going to fuel anything positive. Such great tips because I was going to ask <laughs> you, like, so for positivity, what do you do every yeah. day to remain positive and actually be in your body and allow yourself? Because... Let me be real here. I'm sure there's times, and I know I have them, where I look at myself and I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like absolute shit today. Like, oh, 100% often. Yeah, so and I, yeah, definitely. I was going to say, what is it that you do when you have those moments? Because for the women who are listening, I know that hormonally there are times in our cycle where we're actually designed, our hormone balance is saying, hey, look, we don't feel confident or comfortable in our bodies because of the way that our hormones are. And that's I learned actually, that the other day. Yeah. yeah, that's what I teach in the Well Women program. And yep. it's completely normal for you to be like, this is my fatty feeling. <laughs> this is the pajama day. Exactly. So for you, Mix, what is it like that you do when you when you have those thoughts or you, you know, the itty, I call it the itty bitty shitty committee comes in as this like, Ooh. You like that? Yeah. I like it. I really the, do. The shitty community okay. comes in and is like, your ass today is like, that <laughs> is too big. Um, you know, and we have those like unconfident self-doubt moments. What do you do to be like, yep. hang on a second, Mix, are you really like, who's talking to me right now? What do you do? Yeah. Um, I think gratitude is like so good. I think like um, I love daily gratitude so much. And I think um, as well, like, uh, Oh my God, daily gratitude, where am I going? Oh yeah, daily gratitude. So gratitude is actually like the highest um, vibrational frequency. So like, it's actually like, um, I think for me, like going on like a walk or like exercising for me releases like a lot of that negative tension. Cause then I like, my attention goes from like what I am looking like to like, like I think doing something else that's not on my appearance um, for me really helps. So like um, going to yeah train for me really helps. Cause then I'm like, okay, not about like physically what I look like, but like, this is what I'm doing functionally with my body um, or going for a swim in the ocean and like detaching from like these stupid little head thoughts 
um, and like opening out to like a bigger world, bigger picture sort of thing. So like um, ocean, then you're like, oh, actually my attention's gone into like, look how beautiful this ocean is. How great that my body's like able to swim here. Like how cool that I have the opportunity to like be in a country that I can swim in, you know? Um, that for me really helps. But I have like exactly like you, thoughts constantly. Um, like I said, self-love is not perfect. And I could sit here and tell everyone that, oh, my life is so amazing, but like, I'm exactly <laughs> like everyone. And I have days, actually daily thoughts where, you know, you're going to think bad about yourself, but it's how you sit in it. So it's like, mm. how long are you sitting in that thought and like letting it affect everyone else around you? Because no one else wants to be with someone who is constantly like, I'm so ugly. I'm so disgusting because that energy just feeds off everyone else. So yeah. I'm, I, that was a long answer. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was fantastic answer. I love that you say it's how long you sit in it. And when you said that, I was like, yeah, it's how long you sit in your shit. Like you choose yeah. how long you want to sit in your shit for. Yeah, like do you want to shower in it or do you want to just like rinse it off? Like, yeah. <laughs> Something that I think is fantastic at this, um, like sitting and being in your shit, is really going, you know what, be the pig and be like, yeah, I love shit. And you're in the shit and just roll around in it, fully embrace yourself. It's kind of like, if you're feeling really angry, be really angry. Yeah. Be angry forever. Maybe like five yeah. minutes max. Yeah. Um, so be, be in the shit and then let the shit go. Cause yep. then you'll have less shit in your life, which is always True. good. So let's, let's strip it back mix. I want to hear from, from you and I'll share too. Okay. The the most common because you said it's like on a daily basis, and there are women yeah. listening who are like, "Oh, I have this thought, but no one else has that thought. It's just yeah. me that has this thought." So let's strip it back and actually talk about some of just like maybe just quick fire some of the random things that we think that are unpositive about ourselves. I'll kick it off with often I feel like for me I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so bloated today," and that comes yes. from having like a leaky gut background. So like, yeah, yep. what is it for you? Like, what Tummy, is for sure. Yeah. Um, like everything. Oh, like oh, this rolly bit or like um, bloated exactly because my digestion is like pfft, terrible. So that's always been gross. Um, my skin, like um, my skin's come a long way since like, you know, puberty days, but like my skin, I'd be like, oh yeah, look at that spot. Or um, like, yeah, so skin, tummy, like weight. And I think weight comes back to dancing because that's always been like drilled in you that somehow, why do we think that when we're a size that we're better? It doesn't make sense. And when you say weight, you're saying like the number on the scales? No, I definitely don't weigh myself. Um, more just like size, like how I feel. Like I'm like, oh, I feel chubby or like mm -hmm. it's a wobbly bit in my arm or like whatever. <laughs> in my so silly my mum actually made a really good I remember being younger and isn't it so sad that I remember this being younger so I used to like you know when you sit down and like you get a rolly bit right mum I remember being was like okay stand up and I'd stand up and it would go flat and she was like it's not a roll when you go down Michaela you wouldn't be able to to move your body if you didn't have looser skin so when you stand it's not it's fine it's like your knee when you straighten your knee everyone gets like that weird like floppy bit the, the, the extra skin yeah so it's yeah sometimes it's just so irrational i'm sure you probably your things are saying oh exactly like i'll share a really funny story is that you know i love my nan she's no longer with us but in my family we have this running joke about nananese and i have nananese and i've i've never and this is probably i haven't actually really shared this much some of my clients oh. know, but 
I grew up very tomboyish and I didn't wear a skirt like or dresses like ever. I, I remember going to school um, in high school and going to a private school and having to wear a skirt and being so pissed <laughs> off that I had to wear a skirt. I was like, why can't I wear pants? The boys get to wear pants. <laughs> yes. Um, because I was so rejecting of my femininity and, you know, my mum's, you know, she was quite tomboyish when she was growing up. So I just married that, but I always freaking hated my knees and I kind of still do like, it sounds bizarre. What's, but like, what does Nana knees look like? Like, I would well, love they're, just the, they're just the knees that my Nana has, right? <laughs> That's what looking, a Nana knees. I'm looking at my knees. I'm like, are they Nana knees? But, you know, we get body parts from our family, but we all have a part of ourselves that we kind of wish was different. If, you know, I always see you and you've got beautiful curly hair, right? For me, (laughs) I don't even own a hair straightener or a hair curler thing. And my hair is dead straight. It just, whereas I want curly hair and those who have curly hair want straight hair. We want what we don't want, or we always want what we don't have. Yeah. Um, But isn't it funny that we all have these elements of ourselves um, that we always want to change, but what if we just embrace how they were right yeah. now? Yeah, and why it's what I think is a really big, and whenever I come back to, like I love traveling and going um, volunteering overseas and, and things, and I think the biggest lesson that I've learned from doing all that is I think we are so spoiled with what we have that it's like we don't have problems, so we create them. So it's like we have everything that we want so that, our brain's like, oh, what else can I complain about? So I'm going to complain about my earlobe being smaller than, than my friend Jennifer's. You know, like it's like so silly. And these people here are like, oh, I just need to worry about what food I'm going to eat and like where I'm going to live. And it's like we are so spoiled that we just create these problems. Um, so, yeah, I think we just do that because our brain's like, well, I need something to worry about. So it's just silly. Mm, and we do... <laughs> Like if totally switching gears along the signs of or the track of energy is that we've grown up in this very patriarchy world where we have a right and a wrong. Yeah, mm. you go to you go to school and you like yes. you get good grades or you get bad grades or you're fat or you're you're skinny or you're tall or you're short yes. or you're like you know you're fast or you're slow and it's always like right or wrong. It's very yin and yang. When the feminine aspect of this, and this is like the journey of really getting to know your menstrual cycle, the feminine aspect is that every day is going to be different. And when women discover why they can be bloated in their menstrual cycle at different times, and they're like, oh my God, so my body's actually doing something positive for me by me feeling a little bit bigger. So it's not tight clothes time when you're menstruating. It's tight clothes time when you're in your Beyonce phase and you're ovulating. (laughs) Like that's when you're like, Hey boys, I'm ready for you. Ready. Or girls, if that's what you're into. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's different phases for it, which is fantastic. So that's so true. Thank you for sharing your honesty. No, about, thank like, you. The little earlobes and comparing those to just <laughs> and about nananies. Let's... I know. I thank you for sharing your nananies. <laughs> I feel like we really just bonded over that. I feel like my sister's going to listen to this podcast and be like, oh my God, Nananese. Why, yeah, why did you bring up Nananese? Why did she mention the Nananese? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. I think if you are listening to this and you are wanting to recognize what is the thing that I could work on for my own body positivity is go to your phone, scroll back and look at photos of yourself and recognize the first thing you look at. Yes. Yeah. So if, 
the first thing you look at for me is normally my night and knees. <laughs> right? But for you, if it's your boobs or if it's your face or your skin or your arms or your, you know, your belly or bum or whatever it is, if that's the first thing you go to, and we always go to judge first, it's like when there's a group yes. photo, you find yourself and you're like, no, nah, don't like it. You don't look at yeah. anyone else and go, they look that beautiful. That is so true. It's you yes. first. So body positivity, knuckle down. What is the first thing that you are looking at? Work on that and learn to love yourself. So let's talk about tips now. Body yep. positivity. I know I asked you a little bit earlier about your, like, how would you self-care and, you know, for self-love of body positive, blah, blah, body positivity. positivity. And you said about gratitude. What are three main things that you would do every day to help you really just connect with your body and be like, Nick, I fucking love my body. Excuse my language. <laughs> um, I think exercise for me um, mm-hmm. is number one because it's where I feel my most connected with myself because it's just, I don't know, my element. You know, some people just really love reading. Um, I really love exercising. And I think the hormones in that are released when you exercise for me is like really like I love a sweaty, hard session. Um, And that really, I think it's a lot of my personality type too. I'm very high energy. So it helps keep my, you know, thing flowing. Um, And so that really helps me um, in tune with my own body. Um, It also helps me celebrate um, the strength and and, um, things that it can do. So I get really grateful that I'm able to move so well. Um, And yeah, it also helps me, remember like okay this is what you can do but like we can work towards that too in a positive way not like i'm too bad um eating really well um really helps me to connect because it's like the fuel you know and i think it's the disconnection of food can be really negative for a lot of people and it has been negative for me for a long time and still sometimes can be negative for me but i think when you eat for fuel um it's that celebration again of like okay i'm gonna nourish my body um, and food is a great thing because it allows me then to have energy to do this. And it's also a really great time to experience other people too, because food's a really great thing that people get together with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely, um, something as well. And I also think, um, what else is one thing that I really like to connect with my body being outside and like in, in amongst nature, I think as well, I think it's a really great detachment from your mental thoughts and things like that. And I grew up in a like foresty area. So um, being outside in the nature where there's not a lot of hustle or bustle, not very many traffic population was really low, um, really grounds you and, and just, yeah, reminds you of, like I said, we create problems in our heads and it just reminds you that, actually is that really necessary um and what else do you have around you for example my family who i'm really grateful for and and your health and being in a free country that you have fresh air and stuff so yeah i think those three things are my biggest ones amazing i love the the recap for everyone move your body move my body nourished with healthy food Mm -hmm. good tasting healthy food not just like lettuce leaves and nature like fresh air ocean i agree with all of those things they're yeah. all elements of the seven principles to simple daily health it's a free audio book for those listening it's on my website you can download yeah. it the book because they're the things that connect you with you so let's yeah here now again you mentioned number two being food i know that there's so much yeah. food confusion 
as to everyone deserves to eat differently. And it's interesting with your menstrual cycle is that there's different ways to eat throughout each of the four different phases, just like, is that right? Yeah. Different ways to move your body, Uh Um, like warm foods, cool foods, um, roasted versus raw versus Mm. different ways and strengths of our digestion. And that the journey of getting to know your menstrual cycle, knowing that every single day of your cycle make is going to be completely different. And I feel like you're, I feel like you're learning something now too, which is great. Yeah. I'm definitely learning Um, something. Keep going. And I think that's why people love the well women program so much is because it teaches you how every day is different. So every day your emotions are going to be different. Your food and the cravings of your food. The appetite as well. Yep. The way you move your body and then also your, um, your creative energy too. So let's talk about food though. What does yep. a day, like an average day or a general day look like for Mick when it comes to food? Because everyone sees your online stuff and is probably like, what does she actually really eat? What day? happens? Yeah. Um, I really love, like, I'm such a fresh person, hence why I love coming to Bali and, like, I'm always chasing the hot weather because my favourite types of food is, like, fruit and smoothie bowls and salads and, like, roast veggies and... Um, don't get me wrong. I do like, you know, good veggie pizza or something like that. But I love like fruit, like papaya and mangoes and like smoothie bowls are like my favorite um, juices and yeah, things that are like really fresh. And like, um, I think that's why, yeah, like the hot places are great because all those foods thrive here. Um, but it's interesting because my dad's Italian. So I come from a background of like pasta and like heavier foods um but i think because of my digestion too i've always found it quite hard to digest those sorts of things which is um i guess what also draws me to the fresh sort of things but i'd start my day with like a a smoothie bowl um with lots of fruit it doesn't have to be fruity like i can put like a chocolate protein powder in it or something to make it sort of like um, a little bit cheeky um and then i would have or i'd have some like papaya or fruit and then um, throughout the day, like I'm definitely a snacker sort of person. I love like smaller meals more constantly. Um, and being plant-based too, a lot of your foods are less um, calorie dense. So it actually is normal for a lot of plant-based eaters to eat more frequently because they're using the energy a lot faster as opposed to like big denser meals. Um, but yeah, and then I would probably have like a salad like with like um, avocado and like um or your lettuce and tomato and like some sort of um, like plant-based protein, like tempeh or tofu or chickpeas or something. And then, yeah, like a big stir fry for dinner or um, some just, I'm so basic and boring. I literally could just have like big roast veggies with like some hummus or something on the side. Like <laughs> I'm very plain. So yeah, that's probably what, and then like obviously little snacks in between as well. Yeah. I think you could sum it up as keep it simple, stupid, because with food, it's not about it being complicated. It's literally about it being colorful. Yes. What I call eating close to nature. And if it comes from nature, it's freaking good for you. So stick with that. Yeah. That's what I I always say. So I love that. Thanks for giving us like an insight to like what an eating like with Mick Day would look like. (laughs) Yeah, definitely keep it simple, stupid for sure. Colorful. Um, is 100% definitely and unprocessed, like you said, if it comes from nature. I definitely agree with that. Mm, Amazing. Well, we're nearly out of time and I want to finish up on a question that I ask all of our podcast guests. But let's talk about, and could you give us 
three guiding tips that you would give to your young menstruating self that you know now that you wish that you knew when you started menstruating and getting boobs and your body evolving to become a woman, what are those three guiding tips that you wish that you had? That I have no. Um, yeah. I wish that I learnt to celebrate this um, part of this more. Um, I think it's kind of like not really spoken about in school. It's kind of like, oh, that period thing is like the P word. It's like, oh God, that's really scary and like a bit embarrassing. I think it's like embracing it and being like, um, actually like finding an epic group of girls um, who support you in that and you can like be together and celebrate each other in that. And I think I would love that. Um, so definitely that um, learning to learning more about like what you said, like and I'm really excited to go actually off and learn more about this um, for my younger self, like learning the different stages and like why you feel things in different ways to also reflect back to not beating yourself up when you're in this stage for this reason. Um, so definitely that. And also just not to be so hard on yourself. Like I wish I could just give myself a big hug back then. Um, I think just, yeah, embracing who you are because literally like we're all, we're all have to leave the planet sometime. So why do we just waste so much energy? And I think, yeah, embracing who you are, being a woman and um, what you have to offer is so important. So definitely those three things. That last one really hits home for every person, not just women, but every person of all ages that just don't be so hard on yourself. Like yeah. for me, whether you have nananese or not, like I, yeah. in my mind, maybe. if I'm like, oh my God, my nananese, I'm like, I'm like, shut up. Like no one else notices your nananese. It's and just Maybe you. someone really wants nananese. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're going to start a that. trend. Maybe I will. <laughs> maybe we can hashtag nananese together. Yeah, um, exactly. But thank you, Mick. That is amazing. So you're so welcome. Celebrate you your so period much. and your menstrual cycle. Learn yeah. different phases of your cycle, um, yeah. which I believe should be taught in schools too. Um, I'm working on it actually. So I Yay! And um, don't be so and don't be so hard on yourself. Mm. No, just give yourself a big hug. Mm. Or get a hug from someone else if you don't want to hug yourself. Yeah, that's you don't want to hug yourself. <laughs> yeah, or both. Or both. Do both. <laughs> So tell our listeners, um, Nick, how can they find us? Oh, sorry, find you. <laughs> they know how to find me. How do- <laughs> <laughs> they found you already. <laughs> yep. How, do, how can our listeners find you and learn a little bit more about what it is that you do as well as the retreats that you run over in Bali? Yeah. So um, you can find me um, on my Instagram. So my Instagram is my name. So at Michaela de Blasio. Um, and the retreats that I'm running, um, I've just launched a retreat. Um, this is why I'm in Bali actually. Um, so I'm here a little bit early. I'm launching my first one on October 14. So it's called empower, um, which goes very closely to this actually, you know, empowering who you are. Um, so in the retreat, we're doing like a beach cleanup. So learning about the environment and plastic and things. Um, I'm also giving back a percentage to an orphanage I'm working to as well to like empower the community. You'll do like daily fitness. I'll run like sessions every day to empower like your body and then empowering your mind comes down to like, I'm going to do some self-love gratitude stuff. So we'll touch more into this thing and um, empowering yourself in that way. And yeah, we do some waterfalls in there, a hike um, and it's based in Bali. So yeah, the website, um, I think there's going to be a link. I'll pop it in the show notes. Find it there. Yep. So there's a link there. Otherwise, um, if anyone has any questions, I can 
always answer via the Instagram messages. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to this, please take a screenshot and share and tag us both in because I know Mick would love to see that you're listening and tuning in. Yeah, definitely. We'd love yeah. to. So, Mick, thank you so much for joining us on the Well Woman Podcast. Yes, I love so having welcome. you on and learning thank all about you. you and what you do. And thank, thank you, you so you much. Us. You're so um, welcome. Have an amazing day if you're listening to this. Um, be safe. Love your body. And yes, don't be so hard on yourself. Yes, don't be so you hard on yourself. <laughs> amazing, guys. Have a great day. See ya. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women Podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.